3: No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. On Metro News, the voice of West Virginia. This is the High School Sports Line. Over the next two hours, we'll bring you the latest in high school sports from across the mountain state. Tonight's show is being brought to you by Concord University. Come to learn, go to serve by Sutton link switch bundle and save and by the west virginia coal association and the friends of coal committed to clean energy your job and a better quality of life for all west virginians now here are your hosts for the high school sports line kyle wiggs and garrett cullen
5: High school sports line for this Wednesday night. It's the final edition of the program for the year. And uh, we're talking high school basketball tonight. Girls regional finals from class triple day last night. Double day regional finals tonight. Single day regional finals later in the week. We'll talk about all of that coming up on the high school sports line. Final edition of the Metro News Boys Power Index released. Muscleman is the number one team in the state with University number 2, Capital number 3, Morgantown number 4 and Woodrow Wilson number 5. And let's get the show started. Uh, a lot of basketball talk tonight. We'll be joined uh, Girls Basketball Talk will be joined by Ryan Young of uh, Wheeling Park, the girls coach there at 7:30, Scott James of St. Albans, girls basketball coach at 7:40. We'll talk a little baseball. Grant Buckner, former Mountaineer player And former Herbert Hoover High School standout Grant Buckner uh, has done a great thing. He helped raise a lot of money for the Herbert Hoover baseball program, which was devastated by the floods this summer. We'll visit with him. Brian England, the Winfield Boys basketball coach, will join us in the 8 o'clock hour. Kevin Hatfield, Mingo Central Boys basketball coach at 825. DeAndra Murphy of St. Joseph's at 840 and uh, we'll get you caught up on as many scores as we can before we say good night on the high school sports line tonight high school sports line continues it's a big night in class triple a boys basketball the triple a regional finals going on all around the state of west virginia and uh, with us is jeff jenkins from wchs in charleston he's Followed these triple a teams all year long george washington playing south charleston tonight capital against st albans in the Canal valley and jeff first of all good evening to you thanks for joining us on good high even. school sports line hey
2: good evening guys it's
5: amazing to think that uh, after this long season you've got this sectional we've talked about it all year how good the sectional is but a couple of these teams one george washington and south charleston one of these teams is going to lose tonight and their season's going to end
2: yeah underway right now and uh Rick Green really told you how he felt last week, (laughs) didn't he? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, he made that
6: that pretty clear. We had a counseling session last
2: week. Yeah, (laughs) uh, exactly. Yeah, one of them going to lose tonight up at GW. And, um, you know, uh, this game they played once this year, and it was a game that South Charleston led by nine points late in the fourth quarter and could not uh, hold on to the lead. And uh, then George Washington came back and beat them in overtime. So... Uh, it's probably anybody's game tonight. I'd, from what I'm told, that George Washington's not playing particularly well at the current time. Uh, and uh, South Charleston hasn't played for, well, they haven't played since last week, last Saturday. So we'll see. It's a, it's a rivalry game. I could use all the cliches, but it's true. I mean, just um, whomever's playing better tonight. I do think that probably George Washington has a better overall team then South Charleston but South Charleston has shown flashes so we'll see one of them but you know they've each had pretty solid seasons. South Charleston won 10 of 11 at one point uh and uh you know so one of those teams is done tonight
6: he said it was the least talented team that he's had during his tenure there at South Charleston but uh, overall at times especially in that streak when they're 110 of 11 was it was the best chemistry that they'd have and that chemistry was was what was leading to those wins
2: yeah exactly so um you know, I mean that, but that's the way it is. I mean, there's at some point every team plays a game, whether you're going to win or lose, and go home, and just happens to be really early for these two teams. Mm-hmm.
5: Jeff, of these teams, who do you think is playing the best? Now, there's a chance that that two of the three is going to get out of here, but they're going to have to win a tough game on the road.
2: Who amongst
5: this group is playing the best
2: basketball? You know, I've seen if you Clue Beckley, Woodrow Wilson in that group with Capital and GW and South Charleston. I've seen all, all four of them a, a couple of times, and there have been times when they've all been inconsistent, really. I have not seen any one of those four teams play just a really a, well, maybe South Charleston once or twice, because I've probably seen them maybe a couple more times, but just a lights-out-all-the-time game. I think they have suffered at times from inconsistency. Now, Capital is definitely the most dangerous uh, team because they can go on a run, Uh, That can cover, you know, two or three minutes. I think I've talked about this before, and just uh, get out in front of a team and the game's over. I've seen them do it about four or five times this year. So they are definitely the most dangerous, Uh, but they can go into stretches where they're not playing as well. Uh, But, you know, they've had a fantastic season. And Beckley, I think, has been inconsistent at times. Um, But, uh, you know, they're likely, if you just look at the records, they'll likely host a regional game. Uh, So that always helps them. Uh, I think it could be any, any, any of the combination of the four. I just don't, you know, probably if you had to choose one that definitely was going to make it if I had to choose one, I would say Capital, probably of the four, is going to get in the final eight.
6: How about a little more on Capital, and specifically LeAndre Rogers and and the year that he's had uh, one of the best seasons in the state, and and he's been leading this Capital team all year.
2: Yeah, you did a feature on him, Garrett, this week at their website, wvmetronews.com, and he really is. I mean, he really is that type of leader. But, you know, I think what's been kind of impressive with him is he he hasn't – he's been able to get it done this year without – uh having thinks he has to score all the time yeah. and he's he delegates the ball it gets to the ball the ball to the right players uh, and they've one thing about them is they've had different guys step up at different times. Guys, you don't hear a lot about a guy named Jabbar Thompson hit, hit about three threes in a, an important game that they had against uh, they had against Parkersburg earlier this year. And they uh, they have uh, another three point shooter that comes off the bench. And so, I mean, it's it's just these these kind of role players that have stepped up and hit big baskets when they should. So, you know, he's very deep. Matt Green's deep again, not, a, I don't think as deep as last year, but he's deep. And, and, uh, Dorian Etheridge, who's going to play football at Louisville. He's had a really solid season, especially down the stretch here. He's played good post. Uh, he's had a good post for them, a good post play for them. And uh, so they've really, you know, they've been solid. Um, and so I, I just think they, they have more of the pieces probably than anybody else. Although George Washington is a very good team concept, uh, and they've got Justin Phillips back tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, who broke the wrist and was out for a handful of games, but he's back amazingly, and so he's playing, and so he's back, and so that makes them that much more dangerous. That's fifteen or twenty points yeah. a game. Yeah, you him.
5: wonder about the rust, though, especially with a shooter, a guy with the with the hand injury, the wrist injury. You wonder how much that's going to affect him.
2: Well, he had fifteen points in five minutes against Saint. Well,
5: okay, so he's back. <laughs>
2: so I don't I don't know <laughs> so what that says, but yeah, he
5: did. <laughs> George Washington, Jeff. That you know, you talk about a veteran team, a, a team with experience, uh, five seniors and seven juniors on the roster so and you say it as you say a team concept a team that works together and and just a a solid veteran group
2: yeah they really are and uh you know they're well coached you know in those type of things and so you know i could if you it's just going to be you know when when gw and uh capital played they played twice and gw led both of those games in the fourth quarter. Led both times by nine points in the fourth quarter, and lost both the games, uh, at Capitol and at George Washington. So if uh, if GW would happen to get by South Charleston tonight, then they would likely, very likely, play Capitol on uh, Friday night and at Capitol. and then. Uh, but if you lose that game, you probably gonna have to go to Beckley and play. But they beaten Beckley at Beckley. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, so you could very well see GW and Capital there.
5: That's why they play them, right? Yeah. GW South Charleston tonight, Capital against St. Albans, with the sectional championship coming up on Friday, and of course, uh, you can hear those games on our flagship WCHS in Charleston. Jeff, while we have you here for a moment, let's focus on this class double a sectional for a moment winfield against nitro these games tomorrow winfield against nitro polka against sissonville with that sectional championship coming up on saturday
2: arguably nitro has been playing just about as good as anybody else uh in that double a section i think they won maybe seven of their last nine games or something like that maybe a little better than that. maybe the eight of the last nine either last ten um and so they're going in the right direction and they winfield though got the two seed in the section and this is a section that had a playing game back on monday or two playing games back on monday uh so nitro advanced and also sissonville advanced out of that um so winfield will play nitro at home and that should be really good because uh, winfield they uh you know they i've seen them a couple of times late here in the season and uh uh not I wouldn't say they have like one star, but again, you've got, you've got a pretty, a, you know, some solid players. Brian England's in his third year there. He's done a nice job and he's one guy that's really glad to be back in double A, really glad to get Winfield back in double A. Uh, and so uh, I, I think they will be tough at home uh, tomorrow night. And that's a game we're going to have on 580 WCHS, but anything can happen in that game. And then Polka against Sissonville, I did did a game between them earlier this year uh, at Polka and Polka won by three points. Seventy-three to seventy. Now, S- Sissonville is a little short-handed. One of their better players um, got injured toward the end of the season. With not muy- not much time left on the clock, I think maybe inside of ten seconds uh, left in, left in the game. Uh, and so he'll be out tomorrow night. Uh, but, uh, but 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 So that could you could have a matchup then uh, coming up on Saturday night. Of Polka and Winfield, and we'll have that game. We can have Nitro and Polka, whoever it is, mm-hmm. and we'll have the game Saturday night. If it's Polka, they'll play that game at home on the sectional final on Saturday night.
6: What was your take earlier this week when you saw Sissonville beat Point Pleasant?
2: Uh, I, you know, Systemville has, you know, they they just shoot from outside. I mean, they're just and they and they can drive to the basket, but mainly they're they're not tall, they're not big, uh, so they have to hit outside shots. And that's what they were doing the other night. Uh, and uh, they uh, they're so they're very streaky. When they played um, earlier against Polka, they had a big lead on Polka in the first half and then polka came back on them, And uh, and Polka's a little more balanced at times and of course they have Frampton, Luke Frampton. Uh, but um, you know they're streaky and so anything I think anything could happen with Sissonville uh, and they'll, they'll probably give Polka a pretty good fight. Uh, coming up, uh, coming up on Thursday night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that, but that that's a good because the other side of that, as you guys have talked <laughs> yeah. about, is is kind of crazy. You got Mingo Central and Chapmanville. Yep. Right. So that that's going to be a good region fi- regional. Those yep. two finals for the region are going to
6: be good. Both of those games potentially yeah. really really good matchups. Yeah. yeah
5: you've got uh, that other side. They played their games on Tuesday. Their sectional semis. Chapmanville beat Lincoln County sixty nine thirty seven. Mingo Central beat Logan. Forty to thirty-five. To so, Chapmanville, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, Chapmanville and Mingo Central square off on Friday. Uh, the sectional we're talking about. You've got the games tomorrow night: Winfield Nitro, Polka, Sissonville, and would you, w- which games on CHS? Uh, the uh,
2: Winfield Nitro. Okay, game. so
5: Winfield Nitro Thursday night on WCHS, and the sectional yeah. championship Saturday. Uh, yeah. On WCHS. So we'll, as well. have
2: uh, we got a game tonight, obviously. Then we've got uh, the GW South Charleston tonight, and then tomorrow night we've got, as you mentioned, Winfield and Nitro. Friday night we've got the winner of the, you know, you know, Capital GW mm-hmm. South Charleston, and then Saturday night <laughs> the AA A section, I'll and of course the, the
5: Mountain East Conference tournaments yeah, in town. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, plenty of basketball yeah. there in Charleston. Jeff, uh, enjoy your time at the gym, and uh, we'll see you uh, at the Civic Center yeah. when the state tournaments begin.
2: Yeah. See you next week. See so, ya. Yeah.
5: High school sports line continues on this Wednesday night. Joining us now, Dave Wilson of WAJR AM in Morgantown. He had the call last night. We'll go through these uh, regional final games for the girls in case you missed any of the results. The girls' AAA regional finals were played on Tuesday night. And uh, the big story coming out of the night was the fact that the three time defending state champ Morgantown Mohegans lost in the regional finals. So there will be a new AAA. Girls State Basketball Championship in Charleston next week. Wheeling Park beat Morgantown 54-44 on Tuesday night at Wheeling. And Dave Wilson called the game. He's with us on High School Sports Line. Good evening. Hey, guys. It was an interesting game in that Morgantown, the, the recent games that I've seen Morgantown, they've had stretches where they really have had trouble with turnovers. And that plagued them twice. Early in the game, mm-hmm. when they fell behind, then they battled back, caught all the way back up, actually took a one-point lead early in the fourth and then the turnovers kind of followed suit again yeah. and they end up getting beat by 10.
7: Yeah, Wheeling Park comes out in the first quarter of that game, a 9-0 run and takes a 12-3 lead. And a lot of that was facilitated by Morgantown turnovers, uh, whether it was sloppy ball handling, mental mistakes, you know, walks, you're just throwing the ball away, one girl cutting the opposite direction the, their teammate thought she was going. So, Wheeling Park jumps out, you know, 12-3. All the momentum's on their side. But Morgantown comes out in the second quarter and really clamped down defensively. Josie Doherty had 10 points in the first quarter for Wheeling Park and a couple of threes. She doesn't score at all in the second quarter. Morgantown goes on a 10-4 run of its own, able to tie that game up at 21. Third quarter's back and forth. Morgantown has a lead on a bucket by Kira Golden to start the fourth. They're up 33-32 at that point. For whatever reason, those turnovers come back. Wheeling Park goes on a 10-4 run, ends up extending that lead out to nine points. And Morgantown never could close that gap. Got, I think, within four or five. But at that point, they were out of timeouts. They had to foul. Wheeling Park made certain that Kylie McKinnon was the girl getting fouled, and she's 10 of 11 at the free throw line in the fourth quarter. So Wheeling Park gets the sixth
6: seed in the state tournament, 18-6 and six overall. They'll face Martinsburg. That's so on Thursday of next week, 7:15 game. But what's your breakdown of this Wheeling Park team going into tournament play?
7: Oh, my breakdown. Uh, Doherty can hit the outside shot. I think she's a player you've got to watch out for. But was really impressed with the way McKinnon and the sophomore, Emily Pavlik as well, they're going to run the point. They're going to set the offense up. They're going to try to work it to Doherty. Uh, Emma Kendall, the 5'10 senior, she's down on the inside. She's a player you've got to watch for. Wheeling Park may not jump out at you and you go, oh, okay, there's, there's a team that we've got to beat. But if you don't take them seriously, this is a team, if you let them hang around, you know, in one of those ball games, if it's a three-, four-point game in the fourth quarter, I think they're going to make some teams nervous.
5: One final note on Morgantown and just cap that season. It was a strange year because they, you know, the three time defending champs, and they come back this year with eight seniors. And you think, well, they have a chance to get back, but they never really got it going. And Lydia Adrian missed a, a big stretch of the second half of the year when the schedule really toughened up and they lost some games and ended up having to go on the road in the uh, sectionals and um, on the, in the regionals as well. And it's it's you know it's a season where now you if you're Jason White you're looking at perhaps rebuilding next year because you lose those eight seniors.
8: Yeah,
7: you lose those eight seniors, and I thought especially toward the second half of the year with with Adrian out, she missed that stretch of games. You never could quite find that extra spark plug you were looking for. That extra, you know, if Adrian's covered, can't get to the rim, or she's having an off night. Who's the next one to step up defensively it's only offensive and defensively? Uh, I thought this team was outstanding again, but who was that go-to mm-hmm. player when you needed a bucket, when you needed that final shot in the fourth quarter, when you needed, you know, somebody to put the team on their shoulders? Adrian tried to do that last night, and she just she, well, she found out they, you know, Wheeling Park said, "Okay, if you're going to be the one, we're going to force it," and they were able to force the issue. But it, again, defensively they were great. They just needed that one extra score that they had last year. You had a Holloway or a Lescody. You had three or four players there maybe just didn't quite have that extra score this year.
5: All right, well, let's uh, turn our attention to the state tournament. Wheeling Park's going for the first time in five years after knocking off Morgantown in the regional finals Tuesday night, 54-44. to Another team, Dave, you've seen recently is Cannon upshur and what a year that they've had. They got a taste of it last year, got to the state tournament, I believe is the eighth seed, but they go back this year as the number 2 seed, under head coach uh, Jeremy Maxwell, who we've had on this show, your thoughts on uh, on that Buchanan Upshur team, and uh, are they a legitimate state championship contender?
7: Well, they're young. We'll start there. Uh, uh, two, uh, two or three seniors on this team, and you know one of them is a major contributor. So they're a young team. I like them. I like the tenacity with which they play. Uh, Hannah McClung is the spark plug. She's going to make the offense go. It's going to run through her. They just got Michaela Reynolds back, the 6'1 senior. She missed part of the year with a broken foot, played some minutes against Preston in the sectionals, uh, played against Morgantown, but not the entire game. Really made her presence felt defensively. Adrian couldn't get to the basket. Quinn and Golden, they couldn't really get clear lanes to the hoop. So uh, I would put him right up there. Uh, I think that I like the job Maxwell has done. He's got a young, still, again, a young, hungry bunch because your key players. Uh, Allie Robinson's a sophomore, Lauren Bennett's a junior, Hannah McClung a junior. So this is a team that not only are you going to have to deal with this year, you're going to have to deal with them again mm-hmm. next year, and I would certainly put them up there in contention with what I think is a wide-open AAA field this year.
5: Yeah, they've got a number of wins against teams that are at the state tournament. Uh, they have uh, they've defeated uh, South Charleston along the way. Uh, again, Morgantown didn't make the state tournament, but they had a couple of breakthrough victories against Morgantown this year. So it's a team again that got that experience, got a little bit of a taste of it in Charleston last year, and kind of regrouped and uh, taken a three-loss team to Charleston. So those are your top three seeds: Huntington,
7: Buchanan-Upshur, and Martinsburg as as a number three. So you mentioned and, it's wide open. And just keep this in mind because we were talking about them a minute ago: Wheeling Park, one of those losses yeah, on they, the Buchanan-Upshur schedule.
5: That's right. They beat. They're the only team to beat. Buckhannon Upshire during the second half of the season. 45-43 was that final at Wheeling Park back uh, in early February. So uh, we'll see how that goes next week. And again, all the regional final scores from AAA and the seedings for the tournament can be found at WVMetroNews.com. All right. Round four between (laughs) Morgantown and University in boys' basketball. Most likely, now they're playing the sectional semis tonight, but University and Morgantown are both home Uh, They both should win tonight, which would set up round four on Friday. Uh, You called the first three games between these two teams, including really a shocking result from the OVAC finals a couple weekends ago when University beat Morgantown by 20. I've
7: had some time to think about that game, fellas. (laughs) And I've come up with multiple theories. But I'm going to be interested to see what I want to find out Friday night, assuming that everybody, it all goes the way we think it's going to go. How does Morgantown adjust? Because in that OVAC championship game, where the game turned was university switches into that matchup zone, and Morgantown couldn't figure it out or didn't want to adjust. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, I talked to people before the game and said, hey, we've got to play them in the sections. We know we have to play. And that's a very important game because the loser's got to go play Wheeling Park. And that's not going to be easy to go up to the Palace and play the Patriots. So part of me thought, yes, University did an outstanding job defensively. How is Morgantown going to adjust to that in this game? Because I didn't see them make an adjustment in that OVAC game. The other part of that was University was hungry. University wanted that championship, wanted to take that trophy home, and wanted to beat the Mohegans to get it, and it showed in that ball game. So want to see how these two teams are again. You're going to have no place to sit over there up on Baker's Ridge. <laughs> it's going to be packed. It's going to be electric. There's going to be something on the line, and uh, I'm interested to see how Morgantown adjusts and how does University adjust to the adjustment. And and that game specifically for University, when you talk about
6: state tournament seating, it's huge because if they lose that, they could drop to the middle of the tournament field. Potentially, if you win that game, obviously win your regional game to get in the state tournament, you're looking at
7: at least a two, potentially one, more likely a two. Well, you got to make a pretty good argument to me, but maybe because I've seen University <laughs> yeah. play a bunch this year, if they beat Morgantown, you know, obviously you're going to cruise through the the regional there, but you're going to have to make a pretty good argument to me why to not give them a number one seat. Now, if Morgantown wins this game on Friday that we assume everybody's going to be playing in, um, I think you give the naysayers a reason to drop university. Morgantown might get a little bit of a benefit of the doubt being the defending state yeah. champ. and. Do I mention round five? Is there possibly <laughs> a round five in Charleston? Yeah. I think that's, that's I think plausible. the officials will like yeah. that matchup. If, if, if Morgantown
5: beats University and the series is even at two wins each, I think you could possibly see that as a four-five or five game in Charleston. I agree with you. If University wins and goes in on a roll and beats the defending yeah. champ three out of four, they've yeah. got to be a one a or two. a two. At least now,
7: a two, and you can make the argument clearly for a one. I had one coach tell me this year that he thought the tripway field's wide open. He thinks this may be the year you could see an 8 B to one And he goes, maybe you don't want to be the one seed going into the tournament. <laughs> you don't want to be that guy. But he thinks the f- the field is yeah. that wide open, headed to Charleston in a couple yeah.
5: weeks. All right, so we'll, uh, we'll see. Of course, we'll have that game Friday night, the sectional championship game, Morgantown against university it'll be on the floor of the higher seated team which is university what's ironic about the regular season series is university won at morgantown first and morgantown Mm -hmm. won at university second and they go whatever it is 100 miles 90 miles uh to play the ovac finals and and university wins that game on a neutral court
7: yeah there was nobody there i mean i mean it was in st clairsville for heaven's sakes but this one on friday oh, it'll be packed. I mean, it's going to be packed in there yeah
5: everything on the line on friday when morgantown plays university of course you can hear that game on our flagship station wajr in morgantown dave thanks all right guys dave wilson of wajr of course will have that game on wajr friday night we'll have the morgantown university sectional contest that is garrett if the mohegans and the hawks both win tonight which they should. Uh, they're both heavily favored.
6: Yeah. So you've got uh, the boys sectionals in full swing now. And one note we should mention: out of uh, the girls regional play class double A tonight. Uh, so last night we had the triple A games, and then they had those seedings about mm-hmm. ten minutes or so after the games were final. Going to be a day later for the double A seedings. That's because Riverview West Side was postponed to tomorrow night at seven o'clock. So we'll get those double A seedings tomorrow night.
5: All right. By the way, we might as well go through the triple A regional finals from the girls on Tuesday night. We talked about Wheeling Parks went over Morgantown, 54-44. Buchanan upshur beat John Marshall, 71-50. Martinsburg over Jefferson, 70-45. Spring Mills topped Hampshire, 49-35. St. Albans, 53. Princeton, 30. South Charleston, 58. Greenbrier East, 41. Parkersburg beat Spring Valley, 63-47. Huntington over Parkersburg South, 66-56. So those were the finals in terms of the seeding in AAA A. It goes like this. Huntington is the number 1 seed at 22 and 3 Buchanan Upshur at 22 and 3 number 2 Martinsburg at 23 and 2 number 3 South Charleston at 4 Parkersburg at 5 Wheeling Park at 6 St Albans at 7 Spring Mills at number 8. So the lineup Wednesday at 11:15 Buchanan Upshur against St Albans Wednesday evening 7:15 number 1 Huntington against Spring Mills then Thursday 11:15 a.m. South Charleston against Parkersburg, a very good four five matchup there. And then Thursday evening in the quarterfinal round Martinsburg against Wheeling Park, Eastern Panhandle against Northern Panhandle, and of course the uh Triple A semis on Friday evening at the Civic Center and the Triple A state championship game Saturday night. And maybe we'll know the double day seedings before we go off the air tonight. Somebody posted this last night at eight forty. So if it gets up that early tonight. We'll know yeah. the double A seedings.
6: Oh, well, we won't because of the one game that oh, was postponed. Oh, that's post-punt. right. Okay. Yeah. Otherwise, we would.
5: We'll know the results of uh, <laughs> seven of the eight games. Yeah, we'll at have least. seven of the eight uh, final scores. All right, we're underway on high school sports line on this Wednesday final show of the year. Coming up, we'll talk girls basketball. A couple of those regional final winners: Ryan Young of Wheeling Park, Scott James of Saint Albans. We'll uh, hear from those two head coaches. After this, we'll take a local break. You're listening to High School Sports Line on Metro News, the voice of West Virginia.
3: Covering high school sports throughout the Mountain State, this is the High School Sports Line on Metro News, the voice of West Virginia.
7: We used to think all lung
3: cancer
9: was the same. Now we know that each tumor may have a different genetic makeup. Several different molecular types of lung cancer have been identified. By performing molecular
10: testing on a lung cancer tumor, doctors can try to determine what's causing the cancer to grow.
3: It's a different way of looking at lung cancer.
9: Because lung cancer can affect anyone. The young or old.
3: Smokers or non-smokers. You or me. Knowing the molecular profile of my tumor helped determine my treatment options. Anyone
7: can get lung cancer, and not all lung cancers are the same. Talk to your doctor to see if molecular testing is appropriate for you. Visit LungCancerProfiles.com to learn more. That's LungCancerProfiles.com.
3: A public service of six leading lung cancer advocacy groups with support from Pfizer Oncology.
4: Wildfires burn millions of acres each year. And each year, wildland firefighters like Fire Chief James Hall battle to contain them. But they can't do it alone.
5: A single ember that escapes from a wildfire can travel more than a mile. It can ignite and destroy your home, your community, or more. That single ember can be just as dangerous as the wildfire itself. But you can do something firefighters can't. You can act now to prepare your home and your community for wildfire. You can reduce the risk.
1: Do your part. Go to fireadapted.org.
4: Get fire adapted. Learn what you can do now to reduce wildfire damage later at fireadapted.org. A public service message brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Learn more at fireadapted.org.
3: Metro News, your source for high school sports in West Virginia.
5: High School Sports Line for this Wednesday. The Girls State High School Basketball Championship Tournament begins next Wednesday in Charleston. And we talked in the last segment about the Triple-A Field gave you the Triple-A Regional Final scores and the seedings. Wheeling Parks going to the state tournament in girls' hoops for the first time in five years park beat morgantown in the regional finals last night and wheeling park girls basketball coach ryan young is with us coach good evening thanks for joining us on high school sports line
11: how you doing thanks for having me
5: uh, well uh, you've had uh, about 24 hours a little bit less to decompress a little bit and go over that game in your mind uh, what were your thoughts uh, about how the contest transpired and how does it feel going back to the state tournament
11: uh, well, it was definitely a really hard-fought game. Probably wasn't the, the prettiest as far as execution on both sides. Uh, but we kind of knew that going in. Morgantown uh, has been uh, extremely talented the last few years, obviously. Uh, but we knew you know, the defense was always going to be the same for them. They, they had that mentality of uh, coming out and being physical with you. And they made it very, very difficult on us uh, all night, as they always do. Um, honestly, the difference in the game probably was us being able to you know, take care of the ball towards the end and knock down free throws.
12: And, and a
6: big part of that, I'm looking here, Kylie McKinnon, 11 of 12 from the foul line in the fourth quarter, and, and you just mentioned it, obviously, a huge part to that win.
11: Yeah, Kylie, uh, she, she's a tough little kid. Uh, she, you know, at times she can make mistakes, but usually she makes up for it uh, with hustle and, and, and her ability to knock down free throws, especially... Towards the end of the game, um, she's been doing that for us this year, uh, so we're definitely comfortable with the ball in her hands in that situation. And like I said, she's just a she's a kid that moves on to the next play. I mean, she she plays hard both ends of the court. Like sometimes it's not always uh, pretty, but uh, at the same time, you, you love kind of coaching those kind of kids.
5: And uh, the fact that you're going back, coach, what does that mean? Uh, you're a young coach, uh, kind of rebuilding this program, and uh, this is your third year, right?
11: Yeah, it's my third year. Uh, you know, back in 2012, the last time we went, I was an assistant coach. Um, we were uh, in the middle of some really good teams. Uh, we had a couple of kids, Emily Paskerich, who's at Fairmont State now, and Haley Robb. Uh, Krista Crosshaw played at Glenville State. Uh, Marissa Tucker played at Wheeling Jesuits. So when we had a really good core of kids, we went down a couple of years in a row. Um, and, you know, I think we knew there was going to be a drop-off in talent there when those kids left. And I think we're just now getting back to where uh, hopefully we can make this uh, an annual thing.
6: So having said all of that, w- were realistic expectations to get back there this year?
11: I think this probably was the first year it was it was realistic. I yeah. mean, We knew the first two years. I mean, it wasn't even so much where we were at. It's where Parkersburg South and Morgantown were at. And you had to be one of those two teams in order to get to Charleston in our region. And you know that probably just wasn't realistic and then you throw in a team like parkersburg who i mean they were probably top top five or six teams in the state last year but they also had to go through the same thing um you know morgantown and parkersburg south were just so loaded they were going
5: yeah Uh, the improvement of your team this year and i know you played a a difficult schedule early you played spring mills uh, state tournament team Morgantown and Parkersburg, you start one and three, but then you come back around and and defeat Morgantown twice. As a matter of fact, down the stretch, uh, you knock off a Buchanan Upshur team that's a number two seed in this tournament. Just talk about the improvement, where it's come from, and 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 you know gauge it a little bit from December until now in March when you're headed to the state tournament.
11: Well, yeah, you're right. We started one and three. Um, when we made the Eastern Panama trip at the beginning of the year and we lost to Spring Mills, uh, we didn't have a starter make the trip with us. Uh, but we still thought, you know, we'd be okay. Spring Mills uh, came out. They really wanted a game. Uh, and we told the kids afterwards we could use this as a measuring stick because we knew they were coming to our place later on. And then we just kind of went through our schedule. Uh, we had some tough losses to uh, Morgantown, came down to the last second. Then we ended up playing south. And uh, our our center had a concussion against Morgan Downs, so she didn't play there. So we went through a little spurt. We were battling injuries. Uh, We had a key injury to Josie Doherty, who's our leading scorer. Uh, And then as the season kind of progressed, we got healthy. I think we started to beat these teams. Like you mentioned, Buck Cannon, who obviously is one of the better teams in the state. Uh, We beat a team from Pennsylvania, Trinity, uh, who only has one loss all year. Uh And then you know you throw in the week of the o v a c for us, where we took on two teams that have been uh kind of our got the night in Morgantown and Parkersburg South and once we beat those two teams, I think our our girls finally were getting the confidence and started to realize you know we can compete with these teams and it's just kind of snowballed from there.
6: Yeah, so eighteen and six overall, you get the sixth seed in the state tournament, and, and the matchup is against Martinsburg. I know it's early, but what's your initial thought just on the seed, and then facing off against the Bulldogs?
11: Uh, well, we know Martinsburg's very good. Uh, they're, I believe, they're twenty-three and two. Uh, their only two losses came to you know to Double A powers in Bluefield and Wyman East. Uh, we know that they have a real good big. Uh, they have good guard play. They can shoot the ball. uh, So they kind of get everything. I think it's going to be a dogfight. Obviously, our kids are going to be excited to be there. I'm sure there's going to be nerves. Uh, Hopefully, once those settle down, uh, we can just play our game and then see what happens. Well,
5: you have to be playing with confidence because, as you mentioned, you got over two gigantic hurdles in Morgantown and Parkersburg South. You beat, again, you beat Buchanan, who's the number two seed. So, you know, why not Wheeling Park? That's kind of the attitude you have to have, right?
11: Absolutely, and and people can say what they want about Morgantown this year because they're going to look at their record, say, Oh, the team was 12 and 11 or whatever, it's not the same Morgantown, but anybody who's played them is going to tell you it doesn't feel like that when you're playing them. They, those guys are so well coached. Uh, they're so physical, and they had eight seniors. They were experienced. Uh, I think their biggest problem, if you ask Coach White this year, was probably uh, being able to score the ball as well as they could in the past. Um, but, yeah, like you said, when you play teams like that, and then you're you play the South and you play the Buck and you you start to build that confidence. And you know, and I, my thing is, in basketball, it's not like football. You should beef your schedule up as much as you possibly can, and prepare yourself for tournament time because you know it doesn't matter what your record is. Everybody starts out zero and zero in postseason, and then it's whoever is the most prepared, in my opinion.
5: All right, coach. Well, we congratulate you on getting back to the state tournament uh, again. Wheeling Park, the number six seed taking on number 3 Martinsburg, and uh, man, Thursday in the AAA bracket's going to be outstanding. Your game's going to be good, and then earlier in the day is that 4-5 game between South Charleston and Parkersburg, so we'll watch uh, both of those contests with great interest.
11: Yeah, that will be a definitely a good game. Parkersburg's a young team. Uh, they're going to be good for a number of years, and we all know uh, South Charleston has two great seniors, and they're going to be a handful
5: all right, coach again, we appreciate your time and we'll see you in Charleston.
11: All right, thanks a lot.
5: That is uh, head coach Ryan Young of Wheeling Park, the Park Girls team going to the state tournament for the first time in five seasons. All right, St. Albans, another team that's had a breakthrough as uh, St. Albans was victorious in the Triple-A regional Finals last night, heading to the state tournament. Head coach Scott James joins us on high school sports line coach. good evening.
0: Good evening, Cal. How are you guys?
5: We're doing well. You're doing great. You guys uh you guys punched it through there and uh headed to the state tournament. Give me your thoughts on uh on Saint Albans playing at the Civic Center. It's gonna be a short trip for you all, but uh this is this is what you work for, right?
0: Yes it is. Uh you know, we've fallen short the last four years. Uh, in the regional final game, uh, we thought we should have been there a couple of those games, but uh, we fell short. And you know, our girls were determined. We've talked about this all through the off season, um, during the season, and as the uh, postseason approached. And the girls were bound and determined to uh, uh, just come together as a team, win, and get to the state tournament, it's the first time since 1995.
6: What's our reaction been like uh, since you guys came back with that that state tournament berth? What's the reaction been?
0: Uh, it's uh, it, there's a buzz around the school. There's a buzz around the community. Uh, there's a lot of excitement la- uh, uh, about us going to the state tournament. Last night was an unbelievable crowd. It was just about uh, standing room only. And uh, you know when th- good things happen, this community comes out in full support of uh, of their teams
5: characterize your team for me read the uh the account of last night's game and and you you struggled offensively uh, a little bit finally got things going in the second half but what are some things your team does well
0: well when we uh we we love to push the ball uh up the floor uh if we get uh a, a easy bucket off the fast break we'll take that every time uh but what we've gotten real good at is if we don't get that easy bucket we kick it back out set up the offense and we run the half court set till we get a good shot. Uh, our bread and butter throughout the season has been, you know, throwing the ball into the paint, uh, either for a shot or playing the inside out game. Um, and when uh, we needed to hit shots from the they've stepped up and done a good job with that.
6: So you had the win last night over Princeton, but I go back to that sectional championship game on Friday of last week where you beat South Charleston 48-41, and we all know the the history of South Charleston uh, of late and and where that program has been, what were the keys coming out of that one The win over the Black Eagles?
0: It was belief. The girls had to believe that uh, they could uh, beat South Charleston. We feel that we're pretty equal in talent and ability, Uh, but uh, there was just kind of a mental block there. And uh, after the second defeat uh, during the regular season, we started talking to the girls that uh, you all have to believe. Walk out of the locker room believing that you're going to win this basketball game. Uh, don't get rattled if things go bad for a little while. And that's exactly what they did. They stayed focused, they didn't waver. And, uh, you know, we stuck to the game plan and we won the ball game. It was a huge victory for the program.
5: Yeah, considering that South Charleston had gotten you twice during the regular season, right? Yeah.
0: Yes, they did. They beat us by. Nine at our place and the ten at their place.
5: Okay, so your losses this year, Huntington twice, they're the number one seed, Buchanan Upshire, the number two seed. South Charleston, they're obviously at the state tournament. So uh you know, you you've lost to some very good teams. And I asked Coach Young this of Wheeling Park. We had him on earlier. Uh his team, you could just tell by the wins and the losses, his team has vastly improved from December and January. Can you say the same thing about your club in terms of uh, of playing better and, and being much improved over the second half of the season.
0: Uh, I can definitely say that. Uh, again, um, we've always tried to tell our girls that when we play four quarters of St. Albans basketball, do the things well that we do well. Um, we're, we can compete with anybody in the state. And early on... At times, we wanted to get away from that, and we were trying to do things that we didn't really do well. All right? And when they stick to the game plan, uh, things go a lot better for us, and they've been doing that a lot lately, especially the last three, four weeks. And uh, they've come together as a team. They talk a lot in the locker room about doing things, and, and uh, you know, this team is uh, – Uh, grown from the beginning season to the end. You know, we played Cannon earlier in the year, and we didn't play very well. I don't want to take anything from Cannon because they're a great basketball team. But uh, our girls understand that they didn't play well, and they're they're excited about the uh, matchup we have first round.
6: So having said that, then you have faced Buckhannon and Upshur, and obviously uh, looking to turn things around from that first matchup, but it was so long ago in December. What strengths does Buckhannon and Upshur have? What do you see when you look at them?
0: First off, they're very well-coached. They have uh, a a team that uh, uh, plays their roles extremely well. You know, the McClung girl point is a very good point guard. Their post player is a very good post player. She can play inside. She can hit the mid-range jumper. The other girls, they play their role extremely well. They don't try to do more than they're capable of doing. Uh, number two they're extremely well coached they listen to jeremy jeremy does a tremendous job and uh you better pack your lunch because they're going to play hard for 32 minutes
5: coach uh, is it safe to say that the identity of your team is defense i mean you look at the scores you haven't uh, i think 50 or more points you've only given that up one time the entire month of february so you do you kind of hang your hat on that defense
0: we really do and uh you know uh, in this day and age, everybody talks about man, and we'll, we'll play some man along the way. But uh, uh, we zone teams up, and our girls take a lot of pride in that. We really push and our uh, believers that defense wins championships. And uh, uh, when you hold a team uh, uh, to 30 points in a regional final game, you really and truthfully done a great job. And our girls get after it. They listen to us, and uh, they, they, they talk well on defense, so they communicate with each other. And... Uh, uh, we do a good job. We get our arms up, our hands out, and uh, we try to, to to cut down those passing lanes in a big, big way. We get a lot of deflections and steals. How
6: much are you, as a coach, looking forward to the opportunity to coach in the state tournament after being so close so many times before?
0: I've got a big old smile on my face <laughs> right now, guys. We are so excited. Uh, we have fallen short, and, you know, I personalize things like that because uh, even though – uh players uh win games uh uh when you lose a game that we felt we should win i always double check myself and doubt myself and we get together as the coaching staff and go over what we can do and uh so uh we are extremely excited about uh being able to play in uh in, in in charleston next week we're and we're not content with just getting to the state tournament these girls uh uh, you know, they got a little slogan going, we're in it to win it. And uh, we're going to go up there and give everything we got and uh, see what happens.
6: Now, Scott, the bigger story here is that how will this affect your, your media relations role? <laughs> uh, you, you've been well, a part of it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've been told by the SSAC I cannot work the girls tournament because we're in it. But that's a good thing. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's for sure. But, uh, you know, I love doing that. But uh, I think I more enjoy playing in the state tournament a little bit more than I do uh, running the press conference. All right, yeah.
5: fine. Well, fine. we've we we've we've seen you there for many many years, so uh, you know it's it's going to be fun watching you yeah. on the other side. Absolutely, we're gonna we're gonna go. we're gonna pepper you, man. You're getting the hard questions.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, that's okay. That's no problem. Hey, let me tell you something, guys. Uh, You know, I've lived here my whole life. I'm running for mayor of St. Albans, and uh, we're doing that on top of basketball. Of course, basketball's my priority. So I need for y'all to pepper me with tough
5: questions. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Coach, we appreciate it. And uh, we'll see you there one way or the other. I guess we'll see you all week for the boys' tournament, right?
0: Yes, I'll be there working the boys' tournament for sure. But I appreciate the opportunity, guys.
5: Okay, thanks. thanks. We appreciate it. Scott James, head coach. St. Albans girls basketball. He's one of
6: the guys you pull for and, and been so close the last few years and uh, was happy to see him get that opportunity so that's going to be fun to watch coming up.
5: Alright, we'll take a break. When we return, we've got a lot more basketball talk coming up in the second hour of the program. Brian England, Winfield boys coach, Kevin Hatfield, Mingo Central boys coach. We're going to hear from uh, DeAndra Murphy who was a breakout star last year in the uh, the single A bracket of the boys tournament. We're going to hear from him, but When we take this break, we're going to take a break here and come back. We're going to visit with Grant Buckner, and he's got an interesting story to tell about how he has helped get the Herbert Hoover baseball and softball programs back on track. Of course, everybody knows that uh, Hoover High School was devastated uh, with the floods last summer. Uh, There was a lot of uh, effort that got the football team back on the field in time to start the season last year, and uh, they've done the same thing for the baseball and the softball teams at Harvard Hoover will tell that story when high school sports line continues.
13: Over the last century, the forest industry increased forest land in our state from 7 million to 12 million acres. West Virginia is the second highest producer of hardwood in America. Our state is made for forestry. Along with elected officials, the West Virginia Forestry Association wants to identify together new opportunities to diversify the state's economy and to overcome constraints on jobs and growth together. We expect a few bumps along the way, but we will overcome those because in wild and
12: wonderful West Virginia, our future is forestry. Even in times of uncertainty, West Virginia hospitals are committed to improving the health status and economic condition of all West Virginians. Our hospitals are responding to challenges in the clinical, regulatory, and financial environments. Every day, our 44,000 dedicated health professionals are meeting these challenges by doing more with less. I am Joe litton with the West Virginia Hospital Association. Whether it's changing payment rules in Medicare and Medicaid or new regulatory challenges, our mission focuses on patients and recognizes the important role that hospitals play in our local communities to all West
1: Virginia coal miners here's a special message from the West Virginia Coal Association
8: to all the West Virginia coal miners out there this is Bill Rainey with the West Virginia Coal Association and we say thanks for being safe and coming home to your families every day they love you and we applaud you for helping us to meet our collective goal of zero accidents you're the best trained most competent highly skilled drug-free coal miners in the world and Friends of Coal everywhere want to do everything possible to keep you safe, sound, and accident-free. We remind you to be attentive and stay sharp and look after your fellow miners because each one of you all are important to all of us as you bring light to the world. You are the best, and we ask that you do your best to come home tonight to all those who love you. That's what we all want, a message from the Friends of Coal
3: covering high school sports throughout the Mountain State. This is the High School Sports Line on Metro News, the voice of West Virginia.
4: Owning a home is the American dream, but today's economy is challenging. Have you fallen behind on your mortgage payments? Many homeowners facing financial difficulty often feel lost and don't know where to turn for help. The airwaves are filled with offers of fast and simple relief. However, many find these offers often lead to damaged credit, higher debt, and ultimately the loss of one's home. If it seems like there's no way out, know there is legitimate help available. The National Foundation for Credit Counseling is a nonprofit organization that has provided answers and concrete solutions to consumers in situations just like yours for more than 60 years. Our certified housing specialists will work with you to review your finances and create a custom plan that's right for your specific situation. NFCC member agencies provide free and affordable help and meet U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development standards. Call 866-687-6322 or visit mortgagehelpnow.org.
14: As I went through school, one
10: giant question loomed over me. What did I want to be? But in order to know what I wanted to be, I had to first decide what I wanted to make. I wanted to make more. So I became a teacher. Now I make learning a privilege, not a chore, and frustration a tool, not an obstacle. I make working hard seem easy and giving up impossible. I make an old subject feel like a fresh thought and unconventional methods common. I make material things less important. And little things, like patience and kindness, count. I make weekdays more exciting than weekends, and classrooms feel like anything but. I make things different, which is all I ever hoped for. I'm a teacher. I make more.
4: Find out how you can make more at teach.org. Make more. Teach. Brought to you by Teach and the Ed Council.
3: The sports talk continues on the High School Sports Line from Metro News.
5: High School Sports Line across the state of West Virginia on this Wednesday night. Final show of the year. Of course, next Wednesday we'll all be in Charleston for the state basketball tournament coverage. Wall-to-wall coverage at the website, wvmetronews.com and on Metro News Radio. Girls tournament next week, the boys tournament the following week. And then uh, and our we'll... first baseball poll.
6: <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. That's okay. Sunday after the state championship.
5: Wow that's it's here it's, man it's just one <laughs> right into another yeah. speaking of baseball we're going to get off the basketball track momentarily but uh, joining us on high school sports line is former herbert hoover high school standout and Mountaineer baseball standout grant buckner joining us from uh, north carolina grant good evening thanks for coming on hey kyle how's it going uh, we're doing really really well uh, we're going to let uh, first of all let's just get people caught up with what you've been doing obviously uh outstanding high school player, outstanding college player at WVU, spent some time in the Chicago White Sox organization as a pro. Uh where has your life's path led you?
15: Well, it
16: seems like uh
15: it seems like just yesterday that I was on interviews with you. First of all, <laughs> it's hard to believe that was that was like I'd say 6, 7 years ago now, but uh yeah, after after West Virginia, I played uh 5 years professionally. Four of which were with the Chicago White Sox. I reached double A, Birmingham Barons, and then uh, I got released. Played one year of independent baseball out in St. Louis. Um, and then, within about a month, probably of taking off the uniform for the last time, I, I got a job in pharmaceutical sales. So I traded in a, a baseball uniform for a suit and tie every day. So I've been doing that <laughs> for about probably 15 months now and i'm living in Greensboro, north carolina
5: well you know as you know uh, from our days together at wvu you know i'm a baseball geek so i've got to ask you the question <laughs> was it the gateway grizzlies or the river city rascals you played for
15: wow i mean you are a baseball geek you know those two names. you i'm impressed but it was the gateway grizzlies
5: okay so, that so on the on the illinois side of the river that's where i'm from so that's why i know those <laughs> teams
15: Oh, I, I was going to say, yeah, that's technically <laughs> across the river in Illinois, um, but you can see the, the city from the, from the stadium across the Mississippi.
5: Right. Okay, well, the reason we've had you on is that you've been working very hard on a project and you've had success with that project getting the Herbert Hoover, or helping get the Herbert Hoover baseball program, the softball program, and even some of the area youth leagues rebuilt explain what you what you did and how you helped facilitate raise money and uh and and get things back on track for those sports teams
15: yeah it's been a it's been a whirlwind of a, a lengthy effort for sure so back when late june when the floods hit um for people that don't know herbert hoover high school is just condemned they have no school so um you know a lot of kids lost their houses you know when you lose your house uh Baseball glove, baseball bat, cleats aren't exactly the top of the list to replace. So I, that was my goal from there is reach out to as many baseball people I've been able to have uh, contacts with. And um, So my former roommate at West Virginia played all four years with me on the baseball team, uh, Mark Dvorznak. Some of you might remember him. Yeah. He uh, he works for USA Baseball now, and they they partner with an organization called Pitch in for baseball. He gave me their number. I reached out to them, told them the story. They quickly got back to me, and it was probably mid July. And uh, their their sole responsibility is they restore baseball and softball in communities after natural disasters. So they went on the hunt to find who can who can who can we find that can donate money for them to buy equipment. And uh, they found this. There's an indoor facility in Manhattan, New York. Um, pretty upscale area from what I understand. They did a a fundraiser back in the fall where people showed up. They had like some competition stuff, but basically the entry fee was whatever you donated went to Herbert Hoover high school and they far exceeded what they expected they could possibly receive. And it was over, I don't know exact number, but over $20,000 worth of equipment and they told me probably in mid January, hey, you know, we, we've got all the money, and now it's uh, basically they gave me an order form. And I, I ordered whatever they wanted. Each kid got a new glove, and this is brand new stuff from Louisville Slugger, Under Armour. Uh, each kid got a brand new glove. Uh, most of them got brand new cleats, turf shoes, uh, batting gloves. And then they told me, well, hey, we, we still have plenty of money left. How's the softball team doing? And I reached out to the softball coach. They did the exact same thing. Each player got bat bags and softballs, which are very, very expensive. They, you know, they got like fifteen dozen game balls of softballs. I mean, people don't realize the price of those. Um, and even then, they said, you know, we could still help more people. So local little leagues that lost all their team helmets, bats, everything that that's in the process now of getting it. And um, even USA Baseball, they kind of jumped in too, and. They, they sent a bunch of, uh, cleats and turf shoes also, uh, running shoes. Most kids got it, got a pair of one or the other. And, um, so I went, it all came in and I went back to West Virginia last weekend, the Charleston area, and, uh, just helped distribute it all. Uh, you know, they kind of wanted myself to get the word out of what this organization does. So I think um, I appreciate you getting me on and at least talk about pitching for baseball and and just kind of raise awareness for them uh, for what they're doing. But it's a great organization. And uh, fortunately, I was able to able to help out a lot of people, but really it came from the people who, who donated all the money.
6: And what did that mean for you just to be a part of that and, and obviously the devastation that was there and, and to be able to help out in that way?
15: I'm oh, in mean, everything. I mean, they that community – I always said my support was like no other um, to all my teammates with the White Sox being from West Virginia. It's a special thing. I mean, the the the, the following you get no matter who you are um, is is second to none. I remember when I came back to Charleston and played professionally for the against the West Virginia power. Um, I mean, I, I couldn't believe it. It was like, it was like I was playing a home game for Herbert Hoover, how many people came out and that just continued year after year. So to be able to give back in this regard was something I was just really, really proud to do.
5: Well, Grant, it's a great story, and uh, we commend you for, for your steps. First of all, you were back there last weekend, and uh, you know I'm very familiar with those facilities there because my son runs in a track meet every spring uh, at Herbert Hoover High School. So we were there, oh, man, I guess around May 1st last year, obviously before the flood hit, so I, I didn't see the damage, but it, it's such—you got such great facilities there with the football field, the track, and the baseball field and the softball field right there. The obviously all of that was damaged. Is was all of that restored to uh, you know to where the the teams are going to be able to play on it?
15: Yes. So um, the the facilities are pretty much okay, you know, and I, I use the term pretty much because the baseball team had just put in about $15,000 of renovations. I mean, new stands, brick backstop, um, batting cages, like pitching mounds. It was very well done, and that definitely, the water definitely um, set that back some. Um, The main, I mean, obviously the school is condemned. I mean, that that part is gone, so they split. They go half a day, about four hours, and then – They split the school with the middle school and then the middle school kids go to school about four hours a day. So right now that's what they're doing. But yeah, the, uh, the football field house, they really had to replace the weight room, which, you know, if anybody knows replacing a weight room, the weights are expensive. (laughs) They are. So all that was gone. The, uh, the locker room and stuff like that for the football team, but they still got to play their games at the field. So facility wise, they didn't, it wasn't terrible, but, uh, you know, kids that are like a freshman now, they're going to probably go to school in portables for, for four years.
5: All right. Uh, well, again, we appreciate your time. And, and, again, it's commendable what you did. How's your dad doing? Is he okay?
15: Yeah, he's doing well. Um, you know, he Kyle, I would love to see him and you in a baseball <laughs> knowledge match.
17: That trivia? Would be impressive. Well, well, and
15: trivia. I mean, <laughs> that's all he does is – is research that stuff but apparently you're on the same level as
5: him, so. <laughs> well, i don't know about that he was a great coach and obviously uh, uh as as a coach he delivered uh, herbert hoover the state baseball championship or helped it. that that's been holy cow it's got to be 2007 roughly somewhere yeah. in there okay
15: now you nailed it so <laughs> uh, hoover yeah hoover had never won a state title and uh, he was my coach all four years but uh the year after i leave <laughs> is when they won the state title and he said he just he just needed to get some real talent in that's
5: all <laughs> <funny>. <laughs> and then then I know he stepped down after that year to to watch you play at WVU. I used to see him around Holly Field quite often. So uh, it's good to hear that he's doing yeah. well. It's good to hear that you're doing well and uh again this was a great story and uh, we're pleased to to help you get the word out about uh the great organizations that helped here.
15: Yeah, I appreciate you having me on Colin let me um I just want to reiterate, I mean, this isn't about me doing this. I just want to say what a great what a great organization that they did all this and got it all. I just helped get it in the right hands. But a lot of people went into this, so I appreciate you letting me tell it.
5: All right, very good. Grant, thanks for your time, and uh, we'll talk to you again, okay? All right, Kyle, have a good one. All right, Grant Buckner, former Herbert Hoover baseball standout and uh, WVU standout played in the pros for five years uh, in the White Sox organization and uh, helped – uh, reestablished the Herbert Hoover baseball and softball and little league programs uh, facilitating the deal there with uh, the money and equipment donated. So everybody can play ball again this spring.
6: Yeah. So many people have have reached out and, and helped with, with all the schools that were affected by that flooding. And, and that's obviously one story and, and one of the good stories that came out of it.
5: All right. We'll take a break. We'll uh, talk basketball in the second hour of the show. Brian England of Winfield, Kevin Hatfield, Mingo Central Deandra Murphy, St. Joseph's standout. We'll also try and get to some of the girls' regional double A scores for you and some boys' sectional scores before we say so long tonight. Stay with us as the high school sports line. We'll continue after this.
12: Even in times of uncertainty, West Virginia hospitals are committed to improving the health status and economic condition of all West Virginians. Our hospitals are responding to challenges in the clinical, regulatory, and financial environments. Every day, our 44,000 dedicated health professionals are meeting these challenges by doing more with less. I am Jill at with the West Virginia Hospital Association. Whether it's changing payment rules and Medicare and Medicaid or new regulatory challenges, our mission focuses on patients and recognizes the important role that hospitals play in our local communities.
4: Count on ZMM Architects and Engineers to make sure your project is done right. From the very first planning meeting through construction and for the life of your building, ZMM's integrated approach combines architecture and interior design, as well as civil, structural, mechanical, and electrical engineering, creating a comprehensive, award-winning team to manage every phase of your project. Online at ZMM.com. ZMM Architects and Engineers.
8: We listen. We
1: respond. We deliver. We deliver. Sometimes the weather takes a turn. When that happens, there's nothing more comforting than home. Knowing your family is safe and sound, protected from the danger and uncertainty. But that safety and security doesn't come without hard work. West Virginia coal miners work hard every day to make sure America's families are safe and secure. In an uncertain world, isn't it good to know that America can depend on West Virginia coal? Let Congress know that you are indeed a friend of coal. West Virginia coal, American security.
3: Coal is West Virginia, coal is
5: me and you. Coal is West Virginia, we've got
3: a job Coal is energy, coal is energy, we need energy, we need energy. Coal is West Virginia. Covering high school sports throughout the mountain state. This is the high school sports line on Metro News. The voice of West Virginia.
12: This is a guided meditation on parenting. Begin by finding a comfortable, relaxed position. Let out whatever stress is in your body. It could be from the time you left your daughter's blouse in the dryer too long and it shrunk four sizes. Or when you donated her private diary... the public library or when you thought chaperoning the school dance meant actually dancing in the school dance whatever it is let it go the fire you started with that experimental dinner let it go the time you drove away from the gas pump with the gas pump let it go three very relaxed two there you go
13: one
10: you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent There are thousands of teens in foster care who don't need perfection. They need you. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council.
9: Just now, another kid dropped out of school. There's one every 20 seconds. Over 200 kids an hour. That adds up to nearly 5,000 kids every school day. If we do nothing, 3.5 million kids won't receive a diploma over the next four years but there is someone who can change that and that someone is you United Way knows that kids who have a caring adult in their life are more likely to make it so make a pledge tutor a child who needs help mentor a kid who needs someone on their side volunteer to read to children because the path to success or failure starts long before graduation day. And the difference between a graduate and a dropout could be you. Take the pledge to volunteer now at unitedway.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council.
3: News, your source for high school sports in West Virginia.
5: Talked a lot of girls basketball the first hour with the triple A field set for the state tournament next week. We'll know seven of the eight double A qualifiers for the girls state tournament by the end of the night tonight. The boys sectionals are going on, and our next guest, head coach Brian England of the Winfield boys basketball team. His team has got a, a a big game coming up tomorrow night. Winfield. Taking on Nitro and Coach Brian England of Winfield joins us on High School Sports Line. Coach, good evening.
16: Good evening. How are you guys doing?
5: We're doing well. Let's uh, let's good size doing. up this uh, Nitro matchup. Is it the third time you've played them this year?
16: This will be the third time, yes, sir.
5: Okay. Characterize the first two games for us, and uh, we had Jeff Jenkins on who covers basketball in your area. Uh, right off the top right. of the show, and, and Jeff mentioned to us, he said, "Hey, Nitro is playing as well as anybody in this region in they AA." Are.
16: They are, uh, we split with Nitro this year and, uh, they, uh, I don't think they've lost the game. Well, they, they lost to Mingo Central, uh, by five at Mingo Central. And that was the only game they've lost since about middle of January. So they are playing very well. And, uh, coach, uh, Maselli does a great job with them. Um, they've got quite a, quite a few shooters, uh, point guard that can get in the lane. So, uh, they're a scary team, you know, and it's just, uh, it's a deep region, as you guys know. And uh, Nitro's in the thick of it.
6: What's been the feel of your year overall? I know the the one and three start, but against a difficult schedule, Chapmanville and, and Phillip Barber. I don't mm-hmm. back in December. I don't think folks knew how good that Phillip Barber team was. And right. then the, the loss to Hurricane, but you bounced back, winning seven of eight. What take us through kind yeah. of the ups and downs of the season?
16: Yeah, it's, it's you know typical basketball season. Uh, we started one and three. Um, Philip Barber, I tell you what, they're tough. They got two of the, the best backcourt we've seen all year. Um, they had two really good guards. And um, like you said, there's, uh, we went on a run there, won seven out of eight. Then we lost two or three. And then we went on a run in February. I think in the month of February, we were six and one. Um, so, you know, it's been one of those up and down seasons. But I feel like that we're playing very well right now. And, um, you know, Nitro's playing very well. I think it's going to be a great game.
5: What has come together for your team? What what are the things that's doing well as as you head into the sectionals?
16: Well uh, In the last seven games We uh, our opponents are only averaging 44 points a game and um, I think defensively We've really stepped it up in the last seven games. Uh, We we took a loss to Nitro there at the very end of January and um, after that we had a little come to Jesus and had some, uh, some guys really, really step up and buy in on the defensive end. And since then, we've been playing really well. We held a Sissonville team uh, that was averaging close to 80 points a game. We held them to 42. We got a win over Polka. Um, you know, So we've just been playing uh, with a lot of intensity, consistent effort on the defensive end. And on the offensive end, You know, that, that's kind of spurred our offense a little bit. We've been sharing the ball really well. Uh, playing through our bigs we've got two um, two big guys tate hancock and andrew huff who uh we really count on heavily and so we've been playing through them and that's opened things up for our guards and so that, that's been key defensively has been key for us there in the month of february
6: how about a little more on, on your two big guys there and the, and the guys around them some, some of your guys specifically
16: yeah um you know tate, tate hancock and uh he averages about 10 points a game uh andrew huff averages about 10 points a game both of them are about Five and seven rebounds a game, uh, respectfully. And uh, Braden McGrew's been key for us. He, he's he's a he's a great player. He's average. He's our point guard. He's averaging 17 points a game and five assists. Uh, he really gets us going offensively. Pushes the ball well for us and shooting 45% from the guard spot, which is really good. So, you know, it's just been um, it's been really nice to have to have those two bigs to count on. They're tough kids. Andrew Huff plays football for us. You guys know him. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he's a tough kid. They ran the Ram all year long and just ran it down people's throats, and he did a great job doing it. And he brings that toughness to us um, on the basketball court, and Tate Hancock is cut from his same cloth. So, you know, we really, really rely heavily on those guys. And, you know, Braden McGrew does a great job for us, and we got a couple young guys that get in there. And uh, really uh, a a senior guard by the name of Kyle Machel who – doesn't show up on the stat sheet a lot but he does so much for us defensively and if you watch our games and you and you see what's going on you're going to know that he's key for us so uh, i think to characterize our team you know we've just been playing so well together we had a team meal this evening and uh, one of the things we were talking about as coaches uh, sitting there watching our guys is it's been a while since we've had a team that just enjoys each other as much as they do and they get along so well and I really bought into the team concept, and I'm really proud of those guys, and really looking forward to see what we can do in the postseason.
5: Yeah, it's always fun to get there, and obviously it'll be a short trip for your team and your fans. That will really be exciting. I mean, the double A teams really bring the crowd out, and uh, yeah. if, if you know, if, obviously the sectionals uh, that, that'll be a huge crowd, in, in this rivalry game coming up tomorrow night.
16: Yeah, we'll be hosting Nitro tomorrow night, so it'll be nice. Uh, It'll be nice to get a home game. Uh, we I feel like we play very well at home. and A lot of respect for Nitro, so I'm looking forward to a great game.
5: All right, Coach, uh, just talk about what it would mean. I know this is the first step tomorrow night, but Winfield's right. got such a rich athletic tradition yeah. in football and boys' basketball. Yeah. Coach Pat was there for so long, and a girls yeah. winning soccer championships, and they've got a great basketball team. What, what yeah. would it mean to kind of add to that legacy?
16: It would be great. And, uh, I, you know, that's one of the things as a head coach – Uh, I was an assistant under Pat McGinnis, and, you know, Pat took a lot of pride in this school, a lot of pride in our program. You know, he was uh, the only coach to win a state championship in in boys' basketball, and, um, you know, so as an assistant under Pat, one of the things I learned is to really preach that school pride, you know, and, and really get your guys to buy into it. And it would mean a lot. You know, since we dropped down to AA, every single one of our sports teams have had successful seasons. We've been in the thick of things in every sport. And, um, you know, we're looking to carry that on in basketball as well. Um, I think we have as good a chance as any. You know, we've got great wins over Mingo, uh, Polka, Sissonville. Uh, we've played Chapmanville down on the wire. So, you know, I, I feel really good about where we're at. And to, to carry on this one tradition is something that I take very seriously. And, and I know our guys do, too. So we're looking forward to the challenge.
5: All right, very good coach. We appreciate your time tonight and uh, best of luck. Tomorrow that's one of the games that uh, anybody pays attention to double A basketball in the state. That's that's one of the premier matchups coming up tomorrow night.
16: It's going to be fun, man. So, it's just, you know, it's the best time of year right here in March, so we're looking forward to it.
5: All right, good deal. Thanks, coach.
16: Thanks for having
5: me. Coach Brian, England of Winfield, his team up against Nitro, a Nitro team that scored 99 points yeah. in a win Monday in a first-round sectional win over Wayne, 99-66 the final there.
6: Yeah, so you look at that section, that's Region 4, Section 1 in class, AA Winfield, Nitro, and then uh, the other semifinal, Pocas, Sissonville. So those are, like we said with Jeff earlier, those are two really good semifinal matchups, and regardless of how that falls out, that's going to be a good, fun matchup on saturday and for the sectional championship and if you want to go beyond that the other section in that region has mingo central and chapmanville and we're going to have the mingo central coach coming up after the break all right we'll take a
5: break we'll uh, visit with kevin hatfield he's the head coach at mingo central uh, still to come uh, Deandra murphy standout score for saint joseph's he'll join us before the top of the hour and again we'll try and get you caught up on all the scores as we go along tonight as well. Stay with us as the high school sports line continues.
10: Paying for college is more challenging than ever. That's why Metro News is proud to present the 10th Annual West Virginia Scholar Program, where one Mountain State High School junior will win a full scholarship to West Virginia Wesleyan College valued at $160,000. For details, go to WVMetroNews.com and click the Apply Now button. The application deadline is April 16th. Win a full scholarship at WVMetroNews.com. The 2017 West Virginia Scholar Program is presented by West Virginia Hospital Association, West Virginia Farm Bureau, and ZMM Architects and Engineers.
14: Did you know Metro News Radio Network covers all 55 West Virginia counties on all types of radio stations. As a Metro News advertiser, your commercials will be heard on country, today's hits, adult contemporary, rock, oldies, soft rock, talk, Christian and sports radio stations all across the mountain state. In fact, 898,000 West Virginians listen to Metro News stations every week. So no matter what type of radio station you think your customers are listening to, Metro News has you covered. Or should we say, we're getting your message heard. In fact, 94% of all adults listen to terrestrial radio, free local AM and FM stations for an average of three hours every day. Let Metro News Radio Network design a customized advertising campaign that targets your potential clients. To set up a complimentary consultation, email info at wbmetronews.com or call 304-346-7055. That's info at wbmetronews.com.
13: Over the last century, the forest industry increased forest land in our state from 7 million to 12 million acres. West Virginia is the second highest producer of hardwood in America. Our state is made for forestry. Along with elected officials, the West Virginia Forestry Association wants to identify together new opportunities to diversify the state's economy and to overcome constraints on jobs and growth together. We expect a few bumps along the way, but we will overcome those because in wild and wonderful West Virginia, our future is forestry.
1: Sometimes the weather
13: takes a turn. When that happens, there's
1: nothing more comforting than home. Knowing your family is safe and sound, protected from the danger and uncertainty. But that safety and security doesn't come without hard work. West Virginia coal miners work hard every day to make sure America's families are safe and secure. In an uncertain world, isn't it good to know that America can depend on West Virginia coal? Let Congress know that you are indeed a friend of coal. West Virginia Coal, American security. Coal is West Virginia.
14: Coal is me and you. Coal is West Virginia. We've got a job Coal is energy. Coal is
12: energy. We need energy. We need energy. Coal is West Virginia. Even in times of uncertainty, West Virginia hospitals are committed to improving the health status and economic condition of all West Virginians. Our hospitals are responding to challenges in the clinical, regulatory, and financial environments. Every day, our 44,000 dedicated health professionals are meeting these challenges by doing more with less. I am Joe litton with the West Virginia Hospital Association. Whether it's changing payment rules in Medicare and Medicaid or new regulatory challenges, our mission focuses on patients and recognizes the important role that hospitals play in our local communities
3: covering high school sports throughout the mountain state this is the high school sports line on metro news the voice of west virginia
10: attention men under the age of 35 you know what really impresses the ladies when a guy has a few drinks and later gets pulled over for buzz driving I could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. There goes let's grab dinner and a movie. Oh, I know. You drive more carefully when you're buzzed. You've proven that hundreds of times. A woman admires that kind of confidence. And you've practiced how to speak if a cop does pull you over. Slowly, clearly, and politely like, Good evening, officer. A woman admires that kind of foresight. And what woman doesn't find it adorable that you call it buzzed even though the law calls it drunk? You could kiss $10,000 goodbye, along with any chance of having a girlfriend. Because nothing says, I'm a catch, more than a guy who lives in his parents' basement and calls it my place. Buzzed, busted, and
3: broke. Because buzz driving is drunk driving. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration
9: and the Ad Council. As a young teenage boy, I didn't even know what autism was. How do you even spell that? A few years later, I heard that a friend's cousin's son had been diagnosed with autism. I still wasn't sure what that really meant.
4: When I went to college,
3: my roommate's brother had autism. When I moved to the city for work, my best friend called me and told me his son had been diagnosed with autism. We were both in shock. I still remember the day I walked into the house and saw that look on my wife's face. I knew something was wrong. I'll never forget how I felt when she said, Our
9: son has autism.
4: Autism is getting closer to home. Today, one in 68 children is diagnosed with autism. That's about a 30% increase in two years. Learn more at autismspeaks.org signs. Early diagnosis can make a lifetime of difference. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council.
3: The sports talk continues on the high school sports line from Metro news,
5: high school sports line still to come until the top of the hour. Brian England, what well, we heard from Brian, that was a great interview. That was very entertaining. Kevin Hatfield scheduled to join us from Mingo central. Deandre Murphy of St. Joseph's coming up, but uh, we've got scores
6: coming in. Yeah. Looking at those class AA a girls basketball regional matchups. And we've been watching Wyoming. East the defending champions out of class double a uh, last week, upset against Westside in the sectional championship game, so that meant they had to go on the road and uh, on the road against another top-five team in Bluefield, and they've got two minutes to go in that contest, and Bluefield leads Wyoming East 44-39. So Wyoming East is going to need a comeback here in the final couple of minutes if the defending champs are yeah. able to get back.
5: Well, we're going to have a new AAA champ with Morgantown out last night losing yeah. to Wheeling Park, and now the defending-class AA champ on the ropes... Uh, we could have two new champs. Yeah, yeah,
6: two minutes to go there in that one. We do have six other final scores in Class AA, Region 1, girls basketball finals. Fairmont Senior beats Frankfurt 66-53 through so the Polar Bears, two straight runner-up finishes. They're back to the state tournament. North Marion beats Philip Barber 65-29. Region 2 Bridgeport beats Lewis County 46-43. Lincoln over Clay County 62-38. Again, that Riverview-Westside game postponed to Thursday, Region 4, Polka beats Mingo Central 45-38, and Winfield over Chapmanville 54-37. And we'll keep following those scores, wvmetronews.com.
5: All right, and uh, yeah, we'll post all those scores when we get them. Uh, again, we won't have the seedings for the Double Day Girls Tournament tonight because there's one game that's been postponed.
6: Yeah, that Westside Riverview game postponed to tomorrow night. All right,
5: back to boys basketball. Mingo Central head coach Kevin Hatfield joins us in uh, Mingo Central Coming off a uh, a big win over rival Logan from Tuesday night, Mingo Central defeats Logan forty to thirty five, and Mingo Central is on to the championship in its sectional to take on Chapmanville. And head coach Kevin Hatfield's with us on High School Sports Line. Coach, good evening. Thanks for coming on.
18: Good evening, guys. Appreciate uh, you having me on here.
5: Well, to take us through last night's game, a low scoring contest. You hold Logan in the thirties, and uh, Mingo Central comes up. On top, what was the atmosphere like and, and kind of characterized this game for us?
18: Well, it was a good atmosphere. Um, a lot of people there, good crowd. Um, it was a low-scoring game. I mean, Logan really did a good job. Uh, it's probably, I would say, the best game I've seen them play. Uh, David Early played extremely well. Maybe the best I've seen him play, a just complete floor game. I thought he did a really good job and gave us a lot of problems. Um, you know, we struggled. I think we shot 26 the first half, 26%. I uh, Ended up shooting about 38 for the game. But I think our first lead was with 132 to go in the fourth quarter. And, um, you know, it was in Kentucky the entire way.
6: We can get into some more specifics here in a second, but what were your overall thoughts when you, you took the job there your first year at Mingo Central, and I know it was a down year last year, but uh, obviously you bring Jeremy Dillon in, Drew Hatfield is a freshman, and, and you had some other key pieces there to work with. What were your expectations coming in in year one?
18: Well, we knew we could be pretty good. I thought we could be better than what some people thought. Um, I had actually thought if we could be fifteen and seven, uh, that would be really good. Um, then we started out really well. I thought, you know, maybe we can win seventeen, eighteen ball games, which you know we're at eighteen and five now. But, you know, it's been – I said the other night on the radio, it's really seemed rushed. I mean, we came out of football late because we won a state championship. And then everything's new to these guys. I'm new to them. They've never, you know, ran a play that we've ran. They've never done their defense the way we do it. So it's all been new to everybody. So, you know, we're just getting to the point where we're starting to feel pretty comfortable in what we're doing.
5: What you do have, though, Coach, is athletes. And you've got guys that have won, obviously, and that – that says a lot. We've seen, you know, we see schools go through these cycles where uh, they have a great group of athletes and they win in multiple sports. And, you know, that, that kind of breeds confidence for everybody, doesn't it?
18: It does. I mean, you know, I think four of our top seven were football players. Um, so, you know, we do have some athletes. Uh, now, a lot of these guys, to be 100% honest with you, outside of Drew and Jeremy, you know, they've really not won a lot, you know, through basketball or, or what their middle school levels, you know, all our feeder schools. So it has also been a fight to get some of that old culture out of them, you know, where they were okay with losing, or if they lost, they, you know, we lost, I wish we could have won, instead of really fighting every game. And that's something I've seen change, especially against Logan. I mean, like I say, we were down. And uh, we really fought that last four minutes to pull that one out.
6: What did that win over Polka and overtime the end of December do for your group, and speaking of that confidence?
18: I think that's exactly what it did. I think once they beat poker here at home, I think even they thought, you know, hey, maybe we can be pretty good because I think there were a few doubts, you know, with everything being new. Um, you know, we knew what we were going to get out of Jeremy, you know, even though Drew, uh, you know, coming in as a freshman, he's still a freshman. But um, I really thought it did help our confidence, even though <laughs> I say that we end up losing uh, two out of three not too long after that. But, you know, Playing in the conference is tough. I mean, we're basically playing our own state tournament right now in a in a nutshell with poka Chapmanville, Logan, Mingo, Sissonville, Winfield, all being in the top 10 or 11 in double A.
5: Mm-hmm. What kind of season has Jeremy had? I mean, obviously coming out of football, he had to be beat up because, the, you know, you play the four extra games, go to the state championship. Uh, just kind of talk about him and what kind of season he's had and, and how he has improved and, and gotten better in terms of basketball that, you know, he's been able to work through the whole season?
18: Well, we actually were talking about it, uh, me and one of my assistants, a couple days ago, you know, him and Drew, they've been playing ball year-round. Of course, you know, they play AAU, and then Jeremy goes into football, plays football, comes, you know, they played on Friday night, won a state championship, and we're at practice Monday after school. (laughs) So, you know, that's not easy, especially when you've played, you know, travel ball, AAU the entire summer. So they are, you know, I've seen some times where they look tired, where they look a little beat up, but he's really transitioned well. I think the thing he's done a very good job of this year is being more aggressive than he was his sophomore, freshman year. You know, I told him, I said, if you don't have 21, 22 points a game, I said, you and I are going to have an issue. You know, my big issue with him was not being aggressive enough. And he's really done a good job of leading our team on and off the floor.
6: What's that dynamic been like with Drew then? Just a freshman, and we talked about him and the impact that he had as a freshman on the football team, and then the first thing folks would tell me is he's an even better basketball <laughs> player. So what's that dynamic been like with him?
16: Uh,
18: well, it is a little different, him being my kid. Yeah. Um, you know, that always causes some issues with everybody outside of the team. <laughs> the team never has the issue. It's always the parents yeah. or the – you know, people in the stands or whatever. But um, it's a little different for me. Uh, I mean, I like he's always played football, but he loves basketball. And, of course, I hear that argument all the time, which one's he better at. Football guys say he's better at football. Basketball guys <laughs> say he's better at basketball. But it, it's really been fun, just to be honest with you. I mean, to have him at that young of an age, you know, get second team All-State, to already win a state championship, you know, something I was blessed to do as a player, Um, it's really been fun. I've really enjoyed it, to be honest. This is really a fun team, just all together, all these guys. Mm
5: -hmm. All right, well, let's look ahead to uh, Friday. The new power index is out, and among double-A teams, we have Mingo Central ranked seventh. We have Chapmanville ranked fifth. So we've got a a top-seven battle coming up Friday night in this double-A sectional championship. Break it down for us as your team goes up against Chapmanville.
18: Well, uh, of course, the first time we played at third place, it was double overtime, and we won that one. Then we come to our place and go into overtime, and they beat us by two. <laughs> so
6: so triple overtime really... for Friday.
18: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, well, I had that. Somebody said that. I'm at the girls' game, actually. It just yeah. ended a few, you know, 10, 15 minutes ago, and somebody said that. I said, hey, this will be triple overtime. I suppose. me and Brad both already talked about it. I don't know that we really want that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know if we can handle too many overtimes, but... You know, they know what we're going to do. We know what they're going to do. I do think it's going to be a a really tight game. And um, it may go into overtime. You know, I really don't think anybody's going to win by more than five, six, seven points. I just don't see it because we match up so well with each other.
5: And uh, it's huge, obviously. The winner stays home. The loser has to go on the road and face a very, very difficult opponent to get to the state tournament.
18: That's true. I mean, we talked to our guys today after practice, you know, that we really need to get this home game. Um, you know, it's going to be, you know, we lost to Winfield to Winfield. Uh, we lost to Polka at Polka. Of course, we've, we've won at home. Uh, then, of course, you've still got Nitro, who's gotten much better over the last five to six uh, weeks. Um, you got Sissonville. So, you know, we really want to be at home. We've lost one home game this year, and that was the overtime game to Chapmanville. And uh, so it's very important. I mean, it's going to be a tough game. It's going to be a great environment. I'm pretty sure the Logan Fieldhouse will be, uh, sold out and uh you know we're looking forward to it kids are looking yeah. forward to it you know it should be great
6: and that's what i was going to mention the, the game being at the logan Fieldhouse, and those games in your section have all been at, at neutral sites right but but i would still expect that place to be packed
18: oh i think it will be i think i think we'll pack it out i really do i think it's going to be a great atmosphere for a high school basketball game
5: All right, Coach, we appreciate your time. We wish you the best of luck. Uh, It is good. It's Southern West Virginia, man. That's going to be great. Mingo Central against Chapmanville coming up Friday in the sectional final. And uh, thanks for your time tonight. Yeah, I really appreciate guys. Head Coach Kevin Hatfield of Mingo Central up against Chapmanville.
6: Very first show when uh, we were talking about Mingo Central and just the athletes that they had, specifically Jeremy Dillon, and Drew Hatfield and the potential of them to get back to the state tournament after a down year last year. And they've got themselves right in position. But, man, that is going to be a battle coming up on Friday. All right. One more
5: guest remaining. DeAndre Murphy. What a state tournament he had
6: last year. And he's averaging 27 points <laughs> per game this year. All That's right, all. Trying to get uh, St. Joseph's
5: <laughs> back to the state tournament to try and defend its title. We'll have that conversation as High
1: School Sportsline continues after this. Sometimes the weather takes a turn. When that happens, there's nothing more comforting than home. Knowing your family is safe and sound, protected from the danger and uncertainty. But that safety and security doesn't come without hard work. West Virginia coal miners work hard every day to make sure America's families are safe and secure. In an uncertain world, isn't it good to know that America can depend on West Virginia coal? Let Congress know that you are indeed a friend of coal. West Virginia coal, American security. Coal is West Virginia, coal is me and you.
4: Coal is West Virginia, we've got a job Coal
5: energy,
3: coal is energy, we need energy, we need energy.
1: All West Virginia. To all West Virginia coal miners, here's a special message
8: from the West Virginia Coal Association. To all the West Virginia coal miners out there, this is Bill Rainey with the West Virginia Coal Association. And we say thanks for being safe and coming home to your families every day. They love you and we applaud you for helping us to meet our collective goal of zero accidents. You're the best-trained, most competent, highly-skilled, drug-free coal miners in the world. And friends of coal everywhere want to do everything possible to keep you safe, sound, and accident-free. We remind you to be attentive and stay sharp and look after your fellow miners because each one of you all are important to all of us as you bring light to the world. You are the best, and we ask that you do your best to come home tonight to all those who love you. That's what we all want. A message from the Friends of Cole. Cole is
10: West Paying for college is more challenging than ever. That's why Metro News is proud to present the 10th annual West Virginia Scholar Program, where one Mountain State High School junior will win a full scholarship to West Virginia Wesleyan College valued at $160,000. For details, go to wvmetronews.com and click the Apply Now button. Application deadline is April 16th. Win a full scholarship at WVMetronews.com. The 2017 West Virginia Scholar Program is presented by West Virginia Hospital Association, West Virginia Farm Bureau, and ZMM Architects and Engineers.
13: Over the last century, the forest industry increased forest land in our state from 7 million to 12 million acres. West Virginia is the second highest producer of hardwood in America. Our state is made for forestry. Along with elected officials, the West Virginia Forestry Association wants to identify together new opportunities to diversify the state's economy and to overcome constraints on jobs and growth together. We expect a few bumps along the way, but we will overcome those because in wild and wonderful West Virginia, our future is forestry.
3: Covering high school sports throughout the Mountain State, this is the High School Sports Line
7: on Metro News, the voice of West Virginia.
8: Today,
13: My new dad threw a barbecue. Today,
7: my new son and I threw a barbecue. There were burgers and chicken. I burnt everything. The burgers, the chicken, the salad. Ah! They were delicious. They were awful. And then
4: then we had watermelon.
7: (laughs) I'm allergic to watermelon. And then we played catch. I broke Mr. Lewis's window. Mrs. Wakeham's window. Mrs. Wakeham's windshield.
9: I have a passion for the environment. That's why I mountain bike. I love being in the woods on near vertical trails. i relish the challenge when I can appreciate the best nature has to offer. So it was only natural that I would choose a career in the elements where I can make a difference. That's why I serve in the United States Coast Guard. We monitor commercial vessels, making sure our ports and waterways are safe and clean from oil or other hazardous material. We patrol our fisheries and protect marine wildlife and their habitats. With all we do, it's about protecting America. This is a lot like mountain biking. It's always exciting to navigate through the next challenge.
10: Were you born ready to protect America, our environment,
3: our resources, our people? Learn more at GoCoastGuard.com.
4: Sponsored by the United States Coast Guard in cooperation with the Maryland,
12: D.C., Delaware Broadcasters Association and this station.
3: intro news your source for high school sports in west virginia
5: high school sports line as we uh, inch towards the top of the hour the final edition of high school sports line for this season of course we'll have coverage from the state tournaments in charleston all next week and uh, the week after girls tournament next week the boys tournament the following week and we'll be back with high school sports line in August once football rolls around It's again. right around the corner <laughs> it is right around the Get corner. Your game of the week let's, let's let's do baseball <laughs> first okay a little bit of baseball <laughs> I'm okay with that joining us now on high school sports line Deandra Murphy St. Joseph Central senior who uh, had a tremendous tournament last year as uh, St. Joseph stormed the field in class single a won the championship and uh, Deandra thanks for joining us on high school sports line
17: Oh, thank you for having
5: me. Let's talk about this year. I would go back last year. Last year's last year. I know you guys have moved on from that. But uh, just kind of characterize your season this year in terms of replacing some of the talent that you lost and, and battling your way back in a position where uh, you know a few more wins and you'll be back in Charleston. What kind of a senior season has it been for you?
17: Oh, it's, been a, it's been a great season. Uh, the players around me are really contributing to getting me the ball and getting me open and making making me have play, like getting plays together for me. And um, overall, it was a bumpy start at first because we have a tough schedule and replacing, we had guys step up. But um, those guys are playing a bigger role now, and they're uh, showing people that they can play.
6: Yeah, so you're averaging, I mentioned this earlier, averaging 27 points per game. And then another familiar name from the state tournament was. John Morrison, who really kind of emerged as in the middle of the state tournament, what's that dynamic been like with with you two as the two leading scorers on this year's team?
17: Oh, it's just it, 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 we just flow together. It's just it's like I don't I don't know how to explain it. He just, he just comes ready to play every game. Um, he's a competitor. He's a hustler, and he just gets the job done. He does he does everything we need him to do, and um, he really hustles
5: talk about this team the chemistry and some of the things that it does well what uh, how would you compare this year's teams to last year's
17: um we move the ball we're unselfish um, we play we play hard coach Ross loves competitors as I said before um, comparing to last year our talent uh-huh. is not there like we had last year because we were like unbelievably good but this year we have a lot of hustle and we have a lot of talent but the talent from last year, as you can see, was a lot better. But this year's team, we we hustle a lot and we play together and we get the job done. We we might not have the record that we want, but overall, we're we're playing our hardest and we're giving all we have.
6: And I was I was going to say that it seemed like you had such a tough schedule early on, and and you were able to battle through that. Uh, are you playing your best basketball right now? The the right time of the year.
17: Oh yes, yes for sure. We're we're coming together. We're realizing that our season can come to an end at any point, and we just want to get back to Charleston.
6: You guys
5: just stunned everybody in Charleston last year. I'm sure you knew uh, as a group internally how good you were. But uh, you come to the state tournament as the number five seed. Uh, You beat number four. You beat number one. You beat number two to win the state championship. What was that like when you guys were in the middle of it, uh, beating one? excellent team after another what what was the feeling like and and j- just the kind of camaraderie that was built with that run
17: the feeling was unreal it was like it was like a dream I mean we have I mean understand the top seed should everyone thinks the top seed is going to make it to the state championship and no one would have thought that us coming as 5 seed, 21 and 6 coming in and beating the four seed Notre Dame and then coming in, beating Preston Boswell and Magnolia, and then being Chase Harler with Willing Central is just unbelievable.
6: Now back to this year, and I'm looking at your sectional semifinal game where all you did was put up 45 points. <laughs> what what's the story here, man? 96, 85, obviously an up and down game and a lot of scoring.
17: Oh man, that was, that was one of the <laughs> best games I've ever played in. It was it was unbelievable. The crowd got the crowd is what got me into it. It was a packed house and. I just I just did it for my I did it for my team. I didn't want to go out.
6: Now you've got uh coming up on Friday the sectional championship game against Tug Valley. What are the keys going into that one?
17: Um we have to contest Tyler May for sure because he's a knockdown shooter and we can't let them get in their flow of the game because when they do that's when they make their runs. We just have to play our basketball and slow them down.
5: Mm-hmm. What would it mean to get back uh, just to to get back and get an opportunity to defend that state championship?
17: it didn't mean the world. It, my, senior se- my senior season, and I just want to go out one last time in Charleston trying to win another state championship. I have two under my belt right now, and three would make it even better.
6: Do you have any plans for next year in terms of the next um, level?
17: I'm under. I'm undecided on that right now.
4: Okay,
6: well, just get that forty-five point effort out there. Just keep. I, I've seen you've had a couple of dunks. I've seen on Twitter as well. You guys do a nice job of putting that out there. But uh, a heck of a season, obviously. Yes, sir. All right. Well, we appreciate your time. DeAndre
5: Murphy's been with us from uh, St. Joseph's, and uh, that I have to admit, I've been going to the state basketball tournament for over twenty years, and you know the show that you guys put on in single A. That was uh, that was one of the best. Uh, performances i've seen back to back to back wins i mean that was a lot of fun to watch you guys
17: oh thank you thank you
5: hopefully we'll uh we'll see you again in charleston thanks for your time tonight
17: thank you for having
5: me all right deandre murphy of st joseph's uh sectionals coming up for the boys this week
6: yeah and and you looked at the guys that they had had coming back this year john dawson moved on uh, keith clemens moved on they were both juniors but went on to other programs and so immediately you look to deandre murphy gave you 18.6 a year ago and he's giving you even more than that this year at 27 per game and then like we mentioned john morrison who emerged in the state tournament he's a senior as well giving saint joe 14 points per game and And they're playing well right now. Got an opportunity uh, here uh, in the next couple of games to get back to the state tournament. All right, very good. Final break. We'll uh, check in on some scores. When we return, high
5: school
10: sports line will continue. Paying for college is more challenging than ever. That's why Metro News is proud to present the 10th annual West Virginia Scholar Program, where one Mountain State high school junior will win a full scholarship to West Virginia Wesleyan College valued at $160,000. For details, go to wvmetronews.com and click the Apply Now button. The application deadline is April 16th. Win a full scholarship at WVMetroNews.com. The 2017 West Virginia Scholar Program is presented by West Virginia Hospital Association, West Virginia Farm Bureau, and ZMM Architects and Engineers.
12: Even in times of uncertainty, West Virginia hospitals are committed to improving the health status and economic condition of all West Virginians. Our hospitals are responding to challenges in the clinical, regulatory, and financial environments. Every day, our 44,000 dedicated health professionals are meeting these challenges by doing more with less. I am Jill litton with the West Virginia Hospital Association. Whether it's changing payment rules in Medicare and Medicaid or new regulatory challenges, our mission focuses on patients and recognizes the important role that hospitals play in our local communities covering high school sports throughout the mountain state
3: this is the high school sports line on metro news the voice of west virginia
10: it is with great pleasure that i welcome you to today's graduation ceremony students uh, when you hear the reason or reasons for your absences throughout the years please exit the auditorium without your high school diploma Once you've exited, remove your cap and gown and proceed into the unknown. Too tired, family trip, part-time job, helping around the house, sick day, starting the holidays early,
4: just because. Starting in the sixth grade, students who miss 18 days or more of school in a year for any reason will fall behind and risk not graduating high school. How many days of school has your child missed this year? Absences add up. Keep track at BoostAttendance.org today. Brought to you by the U.S. Army and the Ed Council.
5: We used to think all lung cancer was the same.
9: Now we know that each tumor may have a different genetic makeup. Several different molecular types of lung cancer have been identified.
13: By performing molecular testing on a lung cancer tumor,
10: Doctors can try to determine what's causing the cancer to grow. It's a different way of
3: looking at lung cancer.
9: Because lung cancer can affect anyone. The young or old.
3: Smokers or non-smokers. You or me. Knowing the molecular profile of my tumor helped
7: determine my treatment options. Anyone can get lung cancer. And not all lung cancers are the same. Talk to your doctor to see if molecular testing is appropriate for you. Visit LungCancerProfiles.com to learn more. That's LungCancerProfiles.com. A public service of six leading lung cancer advocacy groups with support from Pfizer Oncology.
3: The sports talk continues on the High School Sports Line from Metro News. Final few minutes of the show. Again, the
5: final High School Sports Line show of the year. And uh, we'll have coverage. First of all, we got coverage on Metro News of the Mountain East Conference Tournament, which is going on. All those games, the uh, video stream at wvmetronews.com all week long. We'll have coverage of the uh, girls tournament next week. Starting on Wednesday, the boys tournament the following week uh, on Metro News and at wvmetronews.com.
6: We've talked a lot in terms of boys basketball, that that elimination contest tonight between George Washington and South Charleston, and it was GW getting that win tonight, 79-57. So that's a South Charleston team that had been on a really big roll into the year had won 10 of, 10 of 11 at one point, got into that MSAC title game, but they're eliminated here in sectional semifinal action by George Washington, so GW gets the win there by 22 points. Good effort by the Patriots. It mentioned earlier, go through them again if you missed it. Those AA uh, regional final scores, those co-finals around the state for girls basketball, state tournament field. Seven of the eight are set. You've got Riverview and Westside that's been postponed to tomorrow night, so we'll get those seedings tomorrow night along with the class single-A games. But those double-A scores from tonight, Fairmont Senior knocks off Frankfort 66-53. It was North Marion beating Philip Barber, having to go on the road 65-29. North Marion gets that win. The Huskies had lost to Fairmont Senior in a tight battle in sectional play. Region 2 out of double-A. Bridgeport knocks off Lewis County 46-43. So that was a battle tonight. Lincoln beats Clay County 62-38. And in Region 3, the story there is Wyoming East, the defending state champion, falling on the road at Bluefield 52-44. So that story developed last week on a Wednesday night when the high school sports on his west side knocked off Wyoming East in the sectional championship game, and they had to go on the road to, to face Bluefield. Of
5: course, Wyoming East playing most of the season, if yeah. most of
6: it all with the exception of the first couple of weeks, without... Gabby Lapartis. Yeah, and they've been battling several injuries throughout the year, and uh, I, I hate to see that, but uh, a significant win for Bluefield to get back into the state tournament, beating Wyoming East 52-44. Those Region 4 scores, Polka beats Mingo Central 45-38, and Winfield over Chapmanville 54-37. So those those state tournament field seven of the eight right now mm-hmm. is Fairmont Senior, North Marion, Bridgeport, Lincoln, <laughs> Bluefield, Polka, and Winfield.
5: Last year, the entire upper half of the bracket in mm-hmm. A girls was North Central West Virginia. Fairmont Senior, North Marion, Lincoln, Grafton. <laughs> Guess what? We got the same thing again this year with one team. You've got Bridgeport uh, replacing Grafton, but we I, I don't know how, how the seedings right. will shake out, but last year it, it literally shook out to the top half of the bracket where there's North Central teams. And this year you've got Fairmont Senior, North Marion, Bridgeport, and Lincoln all coming from uh, that same area.
6: Weren't Fairmont Senior and North Marion, weren't they matched up in that yes. quarterfinal? So that so they played all the way through the regular <laughs> season, got into sectional play, and then had to face yeah. off again, and I'll be interested to see how those seedings fall well, out. Fairmont
5: Senior played North Marion, Lincoln played Grafton in the quarterfinals last year.
6: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, we'll keep following that, WVMetroNews.com. Those are your double-A games, and, and we can look ahead at tomorrow night, the single-A regional games. You've got St. Mary's at 17-7. and 7. They'll be on the road at Wheeling Central, Brown Knights 23-1, and 1. Cameron at Ritchie County. Those are both out of Region 1. Region 2 has Union, 22-3 and 3 Union, at Gilmer County, the defending champs in single-A. Trinity will be at Tucker County. Region 3, Fayetteville at Summers County, Meadow Bridge at Charleston Catholic, and then Region 4 tomorrow night in Single-A, Tulsa at Williamstown, and Ravenswood at St. Joseph Central.
5: All right, new power index out. And uh, at the top, this is the final uh, power (laughs) index of the year. Musselman jumps ahead of university. It's
6: fitting that they would switch again because that's what they did (laughs) the entire year. They just swapped back and forth. Neither team played a game, but you had opponents that they had played, Mm -hmm. uh, wins and losses, and, and the way the schedule strength uh, came out musselman actually jumps university despite having uh, not played a game uh, the schedule strength altered that so that's how tight that one versus two is but musselman has won university two in the final pi
5: all right capital three morgantown number four woodrow wilson hedgesville fairmont senior bluefield george washington martinsburg rounds out the top 10 morgantown and university did win their sectional semifinals tonight so they will square off in the sectional finals Friday on WAJR. Round four. Round four. All right. (laughs) We'll have it for you on WAJR. Thanks for listening tonight. Thanks for listening
3: all year to High School Sports Line. The High School Sports Line on Metro News has been brought to you by Concord University. Come to learn. Go to serve. By Sutton Link. Switch, bundle, and save. And by the West Virginia Coal Association and the Friends of Coal, committed to clean energy, your job, and a better quality of life for all West Virginians. Stay connected with your favorite school every Wednesday night on the High School Sports Line. And online anytime at WVMetronews.com. The High School Sports Line is an exclusive presentation of the Metro News Radio Network. All rights reserved.